0: All right. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Marathon Author. I'm James S. Aaron, and this is my mostly weekly author's diary where I share lessons I've learned and mistakes I've made, so hopefully you don't make them too. (laughs) And it's the show where we try to remember that a creative career is a marathon, not a sprint. So I wanted to start this episode with something that I wrote down to help myself. It's not anything, uh, you know, wildly unique, but it was helpful to me in this last week. So I wanted to, to share it with you. So you are not a failure if you need to start over again. This will happen a lot. You will fail if you don't start again. Be in the now of doing, not the fantasy of being done. What if you'll never be done? Will you keep going? Yeah, I want to keep going. So, as far as updates go, um, I want to do um, a short update, and then I'll get into some things that I've been thinking about. But the last two weeks since um, the previous show have been not the greatest writing wise. We went into the Thanksgiving holiday, and that week was just not as productive as I wanted it to be. Thanksgiving was was fine, but we also our plans got kind of changed because. Um, Some folks we were going to spend time with, their child got ill, and that meant that we, you know, ended up staying at home, which is fine. But then, going into last week, I had Monday and Tuesday to get some work done, and I was going to record a podcast. I don't really know what happened Monday morning, but it feels like I got out to the office at 9 a.m. to start working, and stuff just came up until noon and then more things came up. And before I knew it, like a day had gone by and I had not recorded. And then it was Tuesday. And then Wednesday, some things came up family-wise <laughs> and and the whole week was just kind of shot. And it seems like that that happens. So I'm doing my best not to get discouraged and to focus on the act of starting over. Because one thing I've I've realized since I started doing the meditation exercises with headspace.com is that it's not, it's not about your ability to, you know, sit in a dark room and, and find nirvana for, you know, 20 minutes. Not that that's what meditation is. It's the act of bringing your mind back. You know, your mind wanders, you bring it back. And for me, like, I can't sit for 20 seconds without my mind going off in some direction and bring it back. And it's actually been really helpful that that exercise of bringing your mind back to focus. I'm finally starting to feel that that's actually working for me. There have been several times when I wanted to focus on something, or, you know, I've really been aware lately of how much time I spend on my phone. And it's making it easier for me to recognize that I'm on my phone or I'm going to a specific website and I need to stop doing that, you know. I put my hands on the keyboard and my first impulse is to write, you know, Reddit.com because I'll go surf Reddit for what ends up being an hour. And I stop myself and I go back to what it was that I needed to do. And so I'm trying to focus on the good things that I'm doing, and that's definitely been a good thing. So over the past two weeks, while I didn't get the work done that I wanted to get done, I I did kind of make that realization. And this week, today I'm starting over again and I may keep starting over again my whole life, but that's what it's all about, right? It's not about, I'm learning as I, as I make writing more central and storytelling more central to my life that finishing a project is amazing. And obviously I have to do that to pay the bills (laughs) and keep an audience happy. But the reality of it is the everyday When you're grinding away at a scene or a chapter or even a bit of character work, writing, you know, one sentence after another, that's, that's what it is. That's the Sisyphus pushing the stone up the mountainside that you have to find some joy in that because the thing is, as soon as you get that, that boulder up the hill and the project is done, it's time to start a new project. (laughs) <laughs> there there we don't live in a market at least i'm not writing in a market where i can do one project and then just chill and i often think back to when i was not in basic training but after basic training it was called advanced individual training ait but you still had drill sergeants and we spent a month scraping the floors of our barracks with razor blades to get all the wax off them so we could rewax those floors and i have a great picture of me on my hands and knees um, looking up at the camera <laughs> like some kind of sheep, um, where I'm scraping, you know, scraping the floor with a razor blade. But the reason I think about it is every time the drill sergeant, um, he would be like, "All right, all right, privates, we get this done. And it's going to be chill status. It's going to be chill status for you privates because we'll have scraped the floors, and the floors will look great, and everything will be easy for you, and you'll just be coasting." <laughs> and, and so all the time we were thinking about like doing that work. And and coasting, right? Well that never happens. That never arrives, that time when you can coast. And if you do coast, you might find that you're actually losing some of that muscle that you need to keep the work getting done, right? So that's something I've been I've been thinking about. So that's my update from last week. I I did grind away on Fire Upon the Worlds. I'm now at sixty five thousand words on that project. I need to write 15 more, 15,000 more words this week. And so I'm going to talk about some things that I'm doing to make sure I get, I get that done. So the story of the past two weeks, aside from the family stuff that's, that's gone on with the holidays and whatnot has been rabbit holes. Um, (laughs) I have, like I've said previously, I've been struggling kind of with motivation, but also with focus. And part of that has been things have been weighing on my mind financially, and I kind of use those, those concerns and that anxiety, I guess, to create excuses to do other things than write or find ways to solve the problem of not writing. And some of that has been income-based. You know, I am looking at different ways to make some money. Like, I haven't been making quite as much money as I would like to from my writing, but I also haven't been producing as much work as I really need to, to get the income up. And I've been thinking about a lot of different reasons about why that might be. And I think I mentioned last time that I was probably being too hard on myself because it is, it's the pandemic. Things are not like they normally would be, but I'm real. I'm just realizing that when I, when I stress about writing as the sole source of income, it makes it hard to write. And that's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? It's one of those negative thought loops that you can get in. And so I was looking at some different ways maybe that there might be jobs out there that are not regular nine to fives where I could pick up some extra money. I was looking at gig stuff and I kind of went down the rabbit hole on a bunch of different things. And I will say one of the really cool aspects of job searching these days is that there's so many resources out there. If you want to find out information about a company or people's opinions about the company, <laughs> there's glassdoor.com where you can go look at reviews. And then you can spend time trying to figure out like which review is a shill for the company. because <laughs> I love this company. It's great. It's the best place I've ever worked. That's like five stars. Then there's like a one-star, you know, management's terrible, never got a schedule, I quit after a month kind of reviews. Um, and then there are also, you know... I applied to be a Starbucks barista because I was thinking, well, I could, if I could work early in the morning, that would be, that might be cool. If I could just do two days a week doing that. And there's a, a subreddit just devoted to Starbucks. And it's pretty humbling when you don't get a call back from Starbucks, but that's okay. You know, you just keep on trucking. So um, I applied for a job in a field called property, like mortgage inspection, which is something I had never heard about before, but basically you're like a contractor who mortgage companies will, they, they pay kind of management companies that then hire contractors. But the idea is that if you have a reverse mortgage or you have someone who has stopped paying their mortgage, these companies want someone to go out and just take a picture of the house to either verify occupancy or just see that the house is still standing, or in some cases you would get paid more for this, actually go inside the house and take some photos and whatnot. And so for a couple of days, I kind of went down the rabbit hole on just learning about this industry and seeing what it was like, is this legit? Is it some kind of scam? Because when you're looking at things on indeed.com or Craigslist, there's like this extra layer of scrutiny that you need to do, especially with gig work to see if it's a scam or not. And it's a, it's a real thing. Um, I applied, I did the little training that they have, which was interesting. Like, I actually think there's an interesting story here for maybe a, like a mystery or some kind of thriller where, you know, how many stories start with someone trying to find a job, (laughs) um, but doing this and then coming across something weird because it is one of those just weird things I didn't know existed. But anyway, I, I get a call back. I, we do a quick phone call. It's pretty obvious to me that. They don't care who I am. It's just that I'm available to do that. But there was kind of a lot more driving than I really wanted to do for the job versus what I would get paid for it. And I was trying to be really aware of that. Like if I was, if I'm going to pick up extra work like this, my focus is still writing. I still, my, I am a writer and anything else I do is just kind of supplanting the writing income, right? So I didn't want to spend whole days out driving and while yeah i might find ways to do dictation or listen to audiobooks or do things like that i wasn't i'm not excited about being really far away from home and and things like that cuz i still you know am kind of a part-time caregiver for our daughter and i want to be um, i want to be available so that was not part of it was not ideal but anyway it turned out i did not get that job <laughs> and i i think because i didn't want to drive all over the place they had another candidate that was willing to do that and that's fine but it was it was also interesting and a rabbit hole to go down to kind of learn about this whole other industry that I was not aware of. And then the other thing I had, you know, I looked at Postmates and Grubhub and Uber driving and I watched YouTube videos about that. There's a bunch of kind of, you know, useful videos out there if you want to get more information about strategies on the best way to be a gig driver. I was not excited about being a gig driver. I had really been doing debating a lot about I have all the tools to do a YouTube video. Could I do, you know, a YouTube video and then make potentially find a way to make some income off that. But I honestly, I don't like the way most YouTube videos are and it runs counter to what I really sort of wanted this podcast to be. I've also realized like, this is sort of another reflection as time has gone on. You know, I had kind of start relaunch relaunched the podcast with a lot of ideas on how I wanted to make it bigger, but I'm just realizing that I just don't have the space in my life right now with our toddler and everything else to do that. And really what's helpful to me and I hope helpful to other folks is the diary. Like I do want to do interviews, but I just haven't kind of made that happen. So that that's on me. Um, But I realized that I don't want to add a video component because trying to make income off YouTube is just not something I want or have the time to do. I always come back to, I'm a writer and my time is best spent writing. That's where my income is and that's what I need to stay focused on. But I also applied to be a FedEx courier. They have this like on-call position where you can sign up for a couple days a week and go just help out at a local FedEx station. And it pays pretty well for my area and it looked like it'd be relatively stable and it wasn't, it's not some fly-by-night company. So I've actually progressed in that process. I don't want to get, you know, my hopes up or anything. Um, but that might work out. And so that might be two days a week that I would do that. But that was a a rabbit hole that I went, went down. And, but that's where my thoughts have been a lot in this past couple of weeks is sort of resilience looking forward in income, you know, multiple income streams for us as a family And as long as I'm the sole earner right now for our family, like kind of mediating that stress and what's it going to take, what does it take for me to mediate that stress in a way that I can still write and not be worried about, about money. And I'm not terribly worried about money. The thing is we're fine for now. It's just, I, you know, one of the things I spend time on, because I guess I'm a little neurotic about it is I, I do map out, Our budget for, in fact, I have it out to 2022, just looking at like, what are we making now? What do things look like going forward? When would we run out of money if I wasn't going to make more money writing, which is not the case? But um, I would just feel more comfortable if we had another stream of income. And so that's kind of what it comes down to. But there's also this other sort of touchy feely thing that I've been thinking about a lot in terms of my writing and my motivation. And maybe. I'm more of an extrovert than I think I am because when it comes to my my work right now, it's feeling kind of cardboard to me, I guess is the best way to put it. And maybe this is something that could be fixed with editing passes. But, you know, a lot of times when I really get into the zone on writing and I'm really excited about what I'm writing, I'm also sort of processing things that I pick up from the outside world. Either, you know, stories from the army or, you know, different careers I've had, or even, you know, galactic law sort of processed a lot of things from the police department where I worked for nine years, kind of stories with different officers and things I had personally experienced. And I'm not getting that right now. Like the only place I might be getting that would be the random stuff that I read about on, you know, Reddit or the internet in general. And it just feels like I'm, I'm missing some input there. Right. (laughs) And so getting out and sort of interacting with the world is something that I think might be helpful for me um, right now. So that's another thing I've kind of been thinking about and where these rabbit holes, I think are, are useful because you pick up material that then sort of filters through your brain. At least for me, that's how it works. But I'd also like to maybe be getting, you know, making some money while I'm going down those rabbit holes or, or, picking up that new sort of, you know, life material. So I don't know. It could be a terrible idea. Um, the thing about a place like FedEx right now is they want people, you know, even though they say it's 24 hours a week at the most, they also are in their peak holiday season and COVID has been, um, you know, changing business models all over the place. And as I, as I read what different people are saying in the company on the, on forums and whatnot, like it's obvious they'll work you as much as you allow yourself to be worked. So I'm going to have to be good about setting some boundaries there and still meeting my, my work goals for writing. Right. So, so yeah, I'll keep you posted on that, but I've resilience is something I've just been thinking about a lot. In our lives. In fact, I'm almost thinking about writing a nonfiction project about, about it. Like I, you know, prepping and the idea of prepping has always struck me as kind of a a lifestyle hobby that people do. Like you buy a bunch of bullets, but you don't pay off, um, you know, your bills, (laughs) that kind of thing. And so just as I look at our lives and wanting to be able to, to have the things I want, like time with my family, you know, it's, it's been so good to have the time at home, But I can't keep doing that if I don't bring in income and I can't allow, I can't allow stress about money to get in the way of bringing in money so I can be at home. It's like this um, ongoing cycle. And I hope what you could take away from, you know, hearing me equivocate about this is that, you know, a lot of people have as their goal to be a full-time writer. You know, I want to be a full-time writer and it's not always easy to see how that str- that can be very stressful and especially project to project like one project might be might come really quickly and really easily and then the next project is like you know scraping away at a concrete wall with a spoon and you have to you have to be really comfortable with scraping with a spoon and if that that one spoon doesn't work it's time to find another spoon and then you know keep scraping so that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I think I've said before that, you know, a lot of writers I've talked to have struggled in their first year of it being their sole focus. And I'm in the same place. I'm figuring out how to make, how to make this work. So, so, okay. What is part of my goal for, for starting over this week? Um, I turned a corner on fire upon the worlds, which I'm pretty excited about. And I, I realized, and this is kind of a nuts and bolts thing with the story, but I had not put enough work into the antagonist of that book. Or at least there's an I think I had maybe undermined myself a little bit because I had an overarching antagonist, but they were not being as active as they needed to be. And so I came up with some options on sort of, you know, mini bosses, like mini antagonists that my characters can push against on their way to getting to the big the big antagonist. And that that kind of opened some doors for me and like all of a sudden the words started coming out. <laughs> and, and so I've been thinking a lot about with like new projects I take on, I almost want to make a, a checklist of things. And I know there, there are plenty of resources out there to do with that. So that's something I'm going to be taking another look at, like different sort of outlining um, resources and maybe tailoring some things specific for the kind of book that I like to write to maybe even make myself like a workbook that I use when starting a project, I think would be useful because I want to be, I I feel like these last couple projects, I haven't been very systematic in how I, you know, built the characters out, came up with the antagonist, um, came up with a plot driven by conflict between the characters and that overarching um, threat, you know, that, that kind of thing. And part of the, the issue might've been, you know, these are characters I've been with for a long time. I kind of thought that it would just be easier and it has not been so, so that, that I kind of turned a corner on that and that's been helpful. Like I think getting back to nuts and bolts on the outlining and, and even if I, as I've run into a block, like, you know, I'm just sort of chasing the end on this book right now, like the last quarter of it. Um, Even if you need to do kind of some mini outlining within, within like if you know you want to write some you know thousand word scenes do a three thousand word day i am starting each day with kind of a fresh outlining session to map out what i want to do for each um each piece of the story and that's that's been helpful you know because i think i've said this for me personally if i know what i want to write i can write it's when i don't know what i want to write that the words just don't come and i feel like i'm i'm scraping at that concrete wall so so that's been helpful and as I restarted this week I made a new checklist. I you know my first goal was to actually get up at 6 this morning to start work and that's tough when your daughter you know wakes you up at midnight. Um but I did that. I only hit snooze once and then I came out got started um and got some writing done before my daughter woke up again at 7:15 and you know wanted to do things so I made her breakfast and and got her going but it felt good like it was a it was a an early win to at least get started on the day when I wanted to get started and then when I got out to the office a little bit late at 9:15 I still felt like I'd I'd accomplished something right but I spent that time just going through what I wanted to write and visualizing that. And I I've heard people will do this on like the night before for me, it was helpful to do it in the morning. And I've already, I've already made some, some good headway on my, my progress for today. Another thing I did was I use write track, which I'll link to it in the show notes, but it's uh, David Gale, I think is his name. I'll put that as well. He's a programmer that has basically just made this little tool for writers that kind of does what NanoRimo does where if you know you have a certain word count and you want to hit in a certain amount of time, you can enter that in and it lays it down on a calendar and then you can go into the calendar days and set like percentage that you think you'll have to work that day. So like a day that you're going to, you know, you know, you've got eight hours, eight full hours to work. You could make that like a 150% day and then a weekend where you want to take a break, you can make that like a 25% day. And then it gives you your word count goals for each day in order to meet the project goal. And so I just, I did that again for my little 15,000 words that I need to get finished. But even that felt good. Like it gave me a a plan that I can, I can work on. And you know, there've been plenty of times I, I set that up. I failed at it. Um, I just go in, I delete the project and I, I make a new one and I start over again and I just keep, you know, keep grinding. So I did that for this week. And made a good long checklist of things I want to get done, including this podcast. But um, but that felt good. It kind of felt good to be starting over again, like I was making some good progress. So, so okay. Um, that was the other thing that I wanted to kind of give you as a takeaway is that starting over, which I guess has been... I must have been excited to talk about that because I jumped right into it, right? <laughs> um, I guess some of the things that happened is I had the first coaching session with Valerie. And that went, that went really well. One of the things that I think, you know, as you think about the investment of working with a coach, I think it's, it's really valuable to put what's inside your brain out into the world, just talking to someone else and kind of doing it in what me, you know, to me feels like a somewhat selfish way. Like I'm talking to a person about myself and they're, they're there just to help me, which is something I'm not, used to getting outside of a a professional setting or even when I've had mentorship kind of things in the past, it almost felt kind of antagonistic. Like I was worried that my job was on the line if I didn't make this mentor happy (laughs) and and it doesn't feel like that this time. So that's good. I'm excited about that. But we had, we had a good session where, you know, I talked about my goals, things I want to work on. She sort of rearticulated things for me. And I also realized that I might be just biting off more than I can chew. You know, as I get, as I get things in my brain out into the world, it's like, yeah, that's, that's a lot. I need to really kind of narrow down and focus on, on just a couple, you know, even two things is, is a lot, but, uh, that was helpful. And so we came up with a good action plan for the next couple of weeks and being the holiday, like the schedule is going to be a little off. Um, so we're actually not going to meet for three weeks, but, I've got a lot of stuff to work on the next three weeks and a lot of projects that I want to finish. So I am really hoping by the next time I shouldn't say hoping I have a plan by the next time you listen to this podcast, I'll be done with fire upon the worlds and ready to move on to new things in 2021. You know, one of the things that came out of the conversation was that my brain is kind of already in 2021 and I want to have the projects for 2020 wrapped up. So so I guess that's a good place to be. I'm, I'm glad that I'm excited to get into these projects and and jump on them. Another thing that came out as we, you know, because we talked about the rabbit holes and things that I've been, you know, I feel bad when I do those things because I feel like I'm not focused on what I need to. And, and her point was that obviously if you're doing it, it's something you kind of need to do. So maybe give yourself permission, right? Especially if you're not getting the input into your brain that you would normally be getting from the outside world but just set a timer on those things, you know? And so I, I'm committed to doing some more time blocking, giving something an hour, um, really setting boundaries around my time so that I'm being effective with it. And then acknowledging that, you know, all work is kind of valid, right? So work in research is valid. Editing is valid. Getting out word counts is valid. (laughs) Those are whole things that move you toward, the ultimate goal, right? So don't beat yourself up if you're not getting the the thing that you want to get done. I mean, ultimately you do need to produce work and I'm, I do have that in the back of my mind, but I I need to get cut myself a little, a little bit of slack be, because that's, I think that's one thing too. Like as I reach the end of this first year, it's like setting a budget, you know, you can, you can set a budget that says you're only going to spend, you know, $600 on groceries every month. And you can, you can write that over and over again, But if in reality you're spending your family spends seven hundred dollars on food every month, you need to adjust your budget, right? (laughs) If in reality I need to spend an hour just kind of like getting into the work process in the morning and I shouldn't I shouldn't be so hard on myself that I sit down at nine o'clock and then an hour disappears and I don't know what happened and it's ten, but I do start writing at ten, then then that's the way I work. And I need to accept that. And I think a lot of this past year has been about figuring out how I work and what I need to work so that I can, you know, I can meet the goals that I have. And maybe, maybe it's the kind of writer that I am. And that's what I'm learning about myself. Right. And that's what, that's what builds consistency. That's what helps me not feel bad if I don't meet a goal or I, or not disappointed in myself, if I don't meet a goal that I wanted to meet. And I think doing that work is difficult, but you got to give yourself permission to do it and then, and then roll with the results, right? So, so yeah, it feels like it's been, even though these last two weeks have not, I haven't got where I wanted to go and December didn't quite start the way I wanted to, let's call December 7th, the first day of December for me. (laughs) And I've got the rest of this month to really dig into. So, so yeah, this, I'm glad that I talked about this because I feel uh, positive about it. I hope that this is helpful. I hope that you can think about starting over if you, you know, maybe NaNoWriMo didn't work out the way that you wanted. Maybe um, you had a launch that didn't work out the way that you wanted. Everything is an opportunity to start over again and, and learn for next time. Right. Because that's what I'm really starting to realize. I think, I think it was Don DeLillo that somebody asked him what he wanted out of being a writer. And he said, I really just want to write good sentences because a sentence builds on a sentence builds on a sentence. Right. And that's how you, that's how you write a story. That's how you tell a story. So that's what I want to keep focused on is just that act of doing every day so that I'm not beating myself up for some future, uh, situation that doesn't exist yet. (laughs) Okay. So goals for next week, Like I said, I've got some, I would really like to get 15,000 words done this week. I would like to finish fire upon the worlds so that, um, I can get into some next projects, which I'll talk about next time, but I do have some deadlines that are coming up a little further into 2021, but I want to get started on that. So, and then other things I would like to get up at 6am every day this week, um, I've got a couple, we have some like family stuff we got to take care of. So I've got some, we have some appointments I'll need to work around. And I would like to be really present this week. I, one of the things in thinking about how these rabbit holes, you know, one of my big is identifying time, time wasters in my life. And the big time waster for me is reddit.com, which if you're not familiar with Reddit, it's kind of like a, a mall where you can just walk around and like, listen to people talk about different subjects that might be interesting to you. <laughs> you know, it's basically just a consolidation of forums that might've been in other places on the internet even two years ago. But whenever I go to Reddit, you know, I've got certain subreddits I like to read, but the then even looking at like the most popular threads that people post, it's like allowing this fire hose of information into your brain and while it might seem like it's better than the endless scroll of Facebook or Instagram, it's really the same thing. Like the scroll never ends and you can go down the rabbit hole on so many things. And it's almost like this branching tree from Reddit to Wikipedia to other websites to, you know, things like that. And it's just allowing all this excess information into my mind that I honestly don't have, it's good. You know, I've, I've already talked about that, but if I've got things I need to get done, I can't, I can't allow just this randomness into my brain. And so I've realized that I kind of have a Twitch where if I pick up my phone or if I sit down at the computer, the first thing I want to type is reddit.com. And it used to be facebook.com. I would catch myself opening the Facebook app or typing, you know, starting to type Facebook as the URL. And I managed to stop doing that. I've not been going to Facebook nearly as much as I used to. And when I do, I tend to be pretty intentional about the things that I want to do as far as checking in on specific groups, doing some specific admin things on the, you know, the groups that I'm an admin for, but I want to be the same way about Reddit. So already today I've stopped myself from like three times from going to the site. (laughs) And it's kind of that same thing of realizing what you're doing, stopping it, redirecting to a thing that is what I want to do, like this podcast or writing down some notes or focusing on the work that I want to get done. So this week, I'm going to be trying to be really intentional about that. And I guess another thing I forgot to mention is the intermittent fasting has not been going great. Um, I, I, you know, weighing yourself every day has its pros and its cons. For me, it's kind of a, a reminder of where I want to be. But the stresses of the last week had led to some stress eating, but you know, and Thanksgiving, I mean, come on. But I did realize that I feel better when I stop eating at 6 PM and then wait until noon the next day. Like my stomach feels better. Um, you know, stuff like that. So that's something that was kind of good. I think I'm overeating during my, my eating window or my feeding window as they call it. So I hate counting calories, but that's something I'm probably going to have to take a look at if I really want to make this stick. Because I was, you know, my graph was tending downward, and now it's just kind of been a little bubbling brook up and down along the the weight where I, you know, I know is not healthy for me. So I'll keep you posted on that. I do I do still think intermittent fasting is, is a good thing, or at least, you know, limiting the amount that I eat because it's definitely helped with things like heartburn and, and stuff like that. Um, just general stomach stuff. So I would still recommend it, but for weight loss, it is not helping yet. So I'll keep you posted there. So, okay. Thank you very much for listening. Let me know if anything was helpful. I, my friend Jimmy asked me about a website for the podcast, which I need to get put together. Marathonauthor.com does exist. I just need to get the, WordPress install set up and then come up with a workflow to, you know, get the the episodes over there and then get a a commenting capability set up and, and all that stuff. So I, that is on my list of things to do. Okay. Thanks very much for listening. And I will talk to you next week. Later.